Welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Blake, Tyler, and Rob. Okay, it's child, this can't be no homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coke up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in Adidas with some short shorts. B-O-O all over me, my green is where it's supposed to be, your green is in my grocery. This Asian dude, I stole his girl and now he got that coach, he beat my dick, it's like an accent mark, it's all about the overeat. Hello, I guess. Um, <laughs> welcome in to the Bag Clan podcast. You know, uh, we're here and you're over there. Uh, that was strange. And I just take just a second to recollect myself while I'm doing this intro here. Um, your host, Blake, joined as always by Tyler and Rob. What the fuck was that, Tyler? It's Tyler's month of intros. I mean, he did warn us. God, I hated that. I hated every <laughs> second of that. I, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit I, well it just threw off my entire like vibe of the podcast like i uh, now it'll be a chuckly one gross i just feel i feel wrong about that eh. uh, all right so what is this now week 14 how's everybody it's... feeling uh two games or one game is it one game left in the... this is this is the last thing and then playoffs yeah one game left in the regular season of playoffs Yep, yep. How are we feeling? Well, terrible. I mean, there's three of us that know we're not playoffing. And one one of you will join us. Yeah. It's oh, it's not a great feeling. Not not one of you on this podcast. Possibly one of us on this podcast. The other no, one. one. No, one of you is in fine and dandy, buddy. No, one of you is in our listenership. One okay. of them. Yeah. It's Excuse me, we're going to um <laughs> nice nice addition. That's how I feel about this year. Yeah, uh, you could throw another one of those out. Uh the, the latter half of this year has really uh gone downhill for me as well. So Rob, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Uh, at least half of it. Yep. We're gonna have uh the normal show lineup for you all today. Gonna hit some news and notes, hits uh over unders, um, talk about our bettings. I don't think we had any last week, and then hit the transactions of the league, and then get into some matchups. The matchups will be a little bit abridged this week because there's a couple that don't truly matter. But um, that's all I got. Yes, ready to get into it? Sure. What do you, what do you what are we going into? Oh, the news and notes, babe. News and okay, notes, babe. Deal. It's always okay. news and notes first. Well, you know, sometimes I do some forgetskis. That's also true. Okay, I didn't know if it was the extended one, Tyler. You didn't tell me this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler, you should eat earlier. Maybe if you got home at the normal time that we normally podcast, I would be done eating. Well, I also didn't work today, so there was uh, 97% chance of rain in the area, so we didn't work. Oh, nice. All right, so some news we got today. I guess uh, the, the, the newsiest news happened on Monday. Uh, the Carolina Panthers waived Baker Mayfield. So the Baker experiment in Carolina is over. He was claimed yesterday, I believe, by the Rams. Yeah. With their, all of their issues they have going on. Right. Yeah, because they're trotting out what? <laughs> Basically. They're trotting out the trots. Yeah, I mean, the Rams are just like, 
trying to get out of this season without getting any more people hurt. Um, Baker's not playing this week, I don't think. Because do they play on a short? Do they play Thursday? They said that um, he might play. I yeah, mean, the last, he might last play. I read they Baker, were trying to work Baker him with in. no playbook is better than John Wolford. I mean, that part is true. Um, what a mess, though. God, what a mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it on this podcast, but the Rams officially the worst team in, in many categories. Uh, for sure, the uh, overall points put up uh, for a Super Bowl champion in their next following year of all time. They're bad. Yeah, yeah they're bad. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Odell Beckham because that's more of news than it is an injury. Uh, we all expected that he would get an offer uh, after his visit in Dallas on Monday. There is no such offer. It also came out that uh, Jerry Jones is more lukewarm on him now, and there's questions of his ACL uh, recovery from last, from the surgery last year. Yeah, what the the way it looks is that he's not fully healthy. Um, and may not be till January. So they're trying to weigh the, what, you get him maybe for one game, and that's assuming you make it all the way? Why would you sign him this year if he doesn't really help you this year? And that's what Jerry was saying this week. is like they have to weigh the signing him thing with what can he do, you know, because they want help this year. They 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 would take him if he could play next week, not, not this weekend, but next weekend, and they would sign him, and they'd sign him to a two-year deal. If he was healthy, but he's not, he's not working out fully. He took a physical and obviously did not pass that with flying colors. So I would not be surprised if they don't sign him or if they do, they sign him to less than they would have before just to have him for next year and not have to, you know, go through all this in the off season. Yeah. This is just one more example of these guys coming off the ACL don't expect them to be 100% until that 10-month mark. We've seen it with uh, two guys this year, Godwin and Gallup. Both came back early, and both of them really had to get worked in. So any of these guys that tore the ACL this year, um, Javante, and have we had any other ACL te- tears this year? I'm sure we yes. have. Yes, but not oh, from – uh, Yes, Brees, yes, you know, Brees Hall. Any of these guys, they may came, come back earlier, but do not put them in your lineups before 10 months. Um, oh, and another one that but didn't count, I, I'm pretty sure it was an ACL, was the quarterback for uh, San Francisco week one, Trey Lance. Ankle. Yeah, or, broke his ankle. Oh, this was an ankle? Okay, I didn't remember if it was an ankle or ACL. Okay. okay. He did the old Dak Prescott. Oh, yay. Yeah, uh, speaking of injuries and San Francisco, let's get into the, the injury nightmare that was this week, especially for quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, broken foot. Not a Liz Frank going to avoid foot surgery, but he's out for up to eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's Brock Purdy's show. Yeah, it's a big go. It's a big blow to them. Um, they were thinking, hey, we got a chance, uh, just like they did last year in the playoffs. I mean, they made the they made the title game against the Rams. Is that if I'm remembering right? Um I hope NFC I am. Championship. Yeah. yeah, they did because they beat the Packers. Yeah, that's why yeah. Okay. So at any rate, so I was correct. Um, so they had those kinds of aspirations, and then who knows what? You could make a Super Bowl um, with the way that defense is playing. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got a running game. Um, but, yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. I mean, they, they'll, they're still a scary team to face in the playoffs, assuming they don't fold up the tent. Um, 
but they're not going anywhere this year. Yeah, and the, the question really becomes is if, okay, if Jimmy is back uh, for the NFC Championship game, right, let's call it that, sure. and Brock Purdy has led them there, do they make the switch oh. going into the last two games? Or the well, last game? I, I can guarantee you Brock Purdy is not leading them to the NFC title game this year. So I, I, I'm, I, you're, a lot of people are going to think on, that I'm, I'm gonna, this is right. going to be the most absurd take that we've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No, a lot of people are going to think that I'm going to be sitting here and, you know, I'm super bullish on Brock Purdy because he was from Iowa state, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I, I'm not saying that we're, that we should all be sitting here and expecting a, a Brock Purdy is going to lead him to the Super Bowl kind of season from this rookie. I, I don't think that's in the cards, but people do seem to forget where, you know, the, a lot of these superstar quarterbacks have come from, like the Tom Brady, Stack Prescott, and you know, not a not a Super Bowl winner, but a very good quarterback. Uh, I think we we don't need to write off Brock Purdy just yet. I mean, we'll see where where it goes over the next couple of games, but you know, there's there's that small minuscule chance out there that he does they get into the playoffs. He, with the team they have, they don't need him to do that much. They've got Christian McCaffrey. He has weapons in college. He was a good passer with a strong arm. He just didn't have a great line around him, and he's had some accuracy issues and some, um, you know, young quarterback maturity issues. So I think that he has the the tools to be able to win them some games that, that he's not going to be the leader of, you know, hey, we won this because of Brock Purdy. No, he, you know, got us through it kind of like Cooper Rush did for Dallas earlier in the year. And and I think for the regular season, that's fine. That's that's why I, I that's why I'm saying he's not. T- taking them to the title game playoff football is completely different even uh, let's say they make the playoffs let's say they limp through maybe what three and two the rest of the way or however many games are left um which would actually be good um they're not going to win in the playoffs with Brock Purdy I'm sorry no matter how good you no. are playoff and, and football I, is different and you're not getting to the title game and I'm not going to sit here and make that prediction either I just think it's Everybody who's immediately writing off the Niners and Brock Purdy and everything in general right now, I think it's a little premature. I mean, let let the kid fail before oh. you know you, you you condemn him. Yeah, I don't think they're not going to win a game. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think they very possibly because they do have Vegas. I think um, I don't remember who they played their last game of the year. They do have Tampa, Seattle, and somebody else that's an okay defense. The the next three. Um, so the, it'll be a good test for him. If he goes, like I said, if he goes three and two the rest of the way, that's real good. Yeah, there's been exactly, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks post 2000 that have, and I'm going to call Brock Purdy undrafted because he was the very last pick in the draft that went undrafted and went on to have 500 plus pass attempts. And there's really only one quarterback there that you want, and that's Tony Romo. The rest of them are Sean Hill, Brian Hoyer, Matt Moore, Case Keenum. So the the odds are certainly not in his favor. He's the first Mr. Irrelevant to ever complete a pass in the NFL, uh, let alone throw a touchdown pass. So, yeah, while, while the rest of the team might carry Brock to victory, I think is how I would phrase it, uh, Brock is going to be holding this team back. I, you know, I, with all I said before, there is a part of me that's like, come on, the story would be so good. <laughs> and I could just rub Tyler's face in it all the time. If Brock turns <laughs> out to be something that's, you know, greater than what he's expected to be. Oh, it'd be so, it'd be so special. If he turns out to be something greater than he's expected to be, he's expected to be hot garbage. What do you, like, Tyler, what? that's setting the Tyler, bar real fucking I'm, low, buddy. Okay, fine. You, you pers- want him to be a little bit better? 
I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Brock Purdy to win a win a playoff game for the San Francisco team and be the reason. And I can just have, watch you eat hot crow but the thing all is, day. And the mm, thing that Rob and I are saying is, he's not crow. going to be the reason they win a playoff game. His defense may win a playoff game. Maybe. It's like it's like Iowa football this year. Spencer Peters didn't win a single football game. It, it's the also like you're not listening more to than the either. offense. That's probably likely for this fucking team. Yeah, but the whole thing, I, the whole my whole thing I just said was that if it did happen, it'd be fun to rub your face in it. Yes, yes I, I got you. Yeah, I got you. So moving on, other quarterback that got hurt. We got Lamar Jackson sprained his PCL during Sunday's game, like within the first quarter. Uh, I don't know the timeline on him, but Taylor Tyler Huntley is going to be starting this weekend for sure. Yeah, normally it's a two to four week injury. They're thinking they might be able to get him back after one if it's a, you know, more of a minor sprain. But um, I think anybody that's putting their chips into the Tyler Huntley basket is foolhardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, if you have Mark Andrews, now that is a blessing in disguise because Mark Andrews was went God mode with Tyler Huntley at the end of last year. So, not in on Huntley, am in on Andrews, and Lamar should be back before the playoffs. Yeah, it's. I agree with that. He should be back before the playoffs. I don't think – I think it's a mistake if he comes back next week. We've got two – the last two years, two players that either played through a PCL, uh, Zeke last year, and struggled, or uh, Dalton Schultz this year, who came back a little early from it, uh, re-heard it in warm-ups, missed the game, you know, finally looks to be himself again. You really need to be – on that two to three week time frame, at least not just one game, especially with hit the way he runs. He, if he comes back in one week, he will not be the Lamar that everybody knows. Uh, next four weeks at Pittsburgh at Cleveland versus Atlanta versus Pittsburgh. All yeah. of those are winnable games with your backup. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I would not get, I would not rush him back after one game missed. I would let him sit too. Now, granted, if they go the next two games, zero and two, then maybe you bring him back after two. Um, But I I certainly wouldn't bring him back after just missing one. If Lamar comes back versus Atlanta week 16, so we're talking semifinals here, do you have the stones to put him back in your lineup after what's been a disappointing, what, month and a half, two months? 100% no. No way. In in fact, for for real, if I had him, if I had him and I was going to make the playoffs, I would be making other arrangements at that point do you drop him and have him be a time bomb on somebody else's bench yes if if there's yeah, somebody if there's another, yeah if there's another option yeah, out there. if you don't have an ir slot and which which our league does and if you've got somebody that you can replace him with you know i wouldn't drop him just to drop him but if there's somebody out there that you need um or that you want you know for the playoff run who you think's going to be a thing um like let's say uh the williams kid for detroit Let's say Jameson. you think, yeah, Jameson, let's say he's on your waiver wire and you think he could be a thing down the stretch, you know, the last several games that they want to work him in and see, you know, let him, you know, be the number two guy to the sun god, um, you know, so that he can work the kinks out, blah, 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 because Detroit's going nowhere, but they'd like to get him some run. If you think that and think he's going to be something that Detroit offense has good matchups, and depending on your receiver situation, I could see doing that if you've got a, a good backup. So I have seen Detroit is in the hunt with their what no, four I, game five. No, game they're still streak. sniffing around. See, we Are changed. They? Yeah, we, we changed sniffing it. Sniffing around. 
because uh, uh, I think it was Aikman that was bitching that it was still it, it's been in the hunt for the longest time. So the last graphic was they're still sniffing around. Oh, is uh, it okay? I missed that, but yeah, with the surprising winning streak, the Lions are actually in in playoff talks, which is kind of wild, right? And no, nothing would be better than to get your stud receiver that you drafted some work. And yep. I, I think the only re- reason the Lions are in there is because I think if they win out and the Vikings lose out, they still get the division. I think that's why they're still on that board, if I remember correctly. I've done the, no looking into it. I just heard that. So um, Trevor Lawrence is has a hurt big toe, I believe is what it said. Um, very questionable earlier earlier in the week. After practice today, feels a lot better, according to Trevor Lawrence. And the head coach has, uh, I think it said he's likely to get him in there this uh, to start this weekend. Yeah, he'll he'll probably play. He hurt his foot. Everybody thought he was done for ever uh, during the game. And then he came back in the game. So, now granted, adrenaline and all that kind of thing. But I believe he'll be limited all week and he'll play this weekend. Yeah, and that's huge because they have a really juicy matchup against Tennessee this week. Yeah, and if he didn't, I mean, you would downgrade every single offensive player except maybe ETN for that lineup. You you certainly, you know, wouldn't want to play any receivers. Um, Ken Walker is the only running back I have on my list here. He went down very early in Sunday's game with a jammed ankle. Yeah, jammed. Yeah. Make sure you got some peanut butter nearby because that ankle is jammed. <laughs> is it chunky peanut butter or creamy? Creamy for sure. Creamy for sure. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll's an idiot. I can't – he's one of the couple coaches I wish would just quit uh, in the NFL. Uh, back to the back to Kenneth Walker. Um, he's not playing. Yeah, I don't think he is either. Um, but the only way he does play is if they have no one else there, which it seems like he do- they don't. They just signed Wayne Gallman. I, I don't think he's playing. Um, and realistically the first week of the playoffs, you're concerned about efficiency issues, um, for him. Yeah. hundred percent true. Um, yeah, and Gallman might actually turn. play my Gallman might actually get snaps this weekend. The, yeah. Cause uh, what DJ Dallas was hurt last week. Travis Homer is banged up. Uh, yeah. they've got a rookie out there. I forget his name. The only not good a rookie, part, but a 25 year old guy. The only good part, if you want to call it a good part is hopefully, you weren't relying on Kenneth Walker going into that first week of the playoffs anyway, because they do face San Francisco and that incredible run D. So yeah. hopefully you didn't, that this isn't hurting your playoff uh, stuff too much. Yeah, Cause that's a terrible matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about Blake's dynasty team right now <laughs> that has Kenneth Walker and Oh, uh, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, you know, I'm oh. out of running backs now. Hmm. So it seems to me like you should be better. That seems like an issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh watch Austin Eckler get hurt this week and then I'll oh. truly be dead. <laughs> Don't even say it. Um let's see. Do, do we guys have an update or I guess I'm not asking you guys in particular, but do we have an update on Mike Williams? Uh came back after I uh, forget a hamstring injury or something like that earlier this year in week ankle. seven. Ankle came back uh, a couple of weeks ago, re-injured, reactivated the injury, and how has been out for two straight games or three straight games. I don't where 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 we landed on him. I mean the, the last I heard is he's limited in practice. He's trying to get back for this week, but they're just like has been with him and earlier in the year, uh, Keenan Allen, you don't know and you can't 
say one way or another. Um, just based on history, I'd say it's less than 50% that he suits up this weekend. But it's possible. Yeah, I mean, if he's out there and he has a juicy matchup, you, I think you have to play him, probably. Um, you know, unless you have really good options. But it's going to be dicey the rest of the way. All right, Cortland Sutton, hamstring injury, been downgraded to doubtful as of yesterday for this week's game. Yeah. I mean, if you're doubtful on Wednesday, you're out by Sunday, so he's not playing. Yep. Um, and and, and by the way, that offense is going to be – is already trash. You take another receiver off the field, it's super trash. Yeah. Uh, Traylon Burks has a <laughs> concussion. Uh, or at least in the protocol, had uh, caught a touchdown in the game last week. Uh, got smoked in the end zone, but hung on to the ball. Uh, yeah. And then he was Super immediately ruled hit. out. Yeah. Super uh, illegal hit. Yeah. And, I, and I, only yeah. hung on to the ball because his arms all clenched up when he got knocked out. And it <laughs> clenched the ball to his chest, thank God. Yeah, we'll we'll see on this one. Um, you know, with concussions, you never know. With the new, new uh, protocol... I would say I would call him high risk of missing this week. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, Titans have really uh, allowed that man to get beat the fuck up in his rookie year. He really did. Um, and it's also the way he plays. I mean, he plays, you know, without it, very aggressively, and that yeah. can get you hurt. I mean, but he, if he can stay healthy, he can be. He could yeah. be a beast. I think <clears throat> I think a lot of the stuff that's happened to him this year has been real fluky. Um, so I'm not overly concerned going forward. All righty, last up, I've got Darren Waller. Um, potentially may suit up this week. Darren Waller has missed how many games now? A, a whole lot. All of them? Pretty Several. much. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were saying he was trying to come back for week 15 which would be the first week of the playoffs. I don't think he's coming back this week. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if you've hung on to him for the playoffs, maybe you have something depending on your tight end situation. I mean, you could certainly – the tight end landscape is like three guys, so you could certainly do worse. <laughs> and two two top half matchups, week 15 and 16. So, yeah. I, I – I don't know. If if you haven't found a solution for him, a good one, then you might have to play him. Yeah. All righty. Anything else, guys, you want to hit on? We can move into our over-unders and bet segment. It's time to play a game. Hello. Do you want to play a game? All right, so last week you guys were kind of split on my over-unders. Uh, Rob, you took all unders. Tyler, you kind of were mix and match here. Yeah. Um, Tyler got Mike White over 305 correct. He had ended up with like 348 yards passing. I'm sorry, Rob, you got that one wrong. Uh, Nick Chubb was 100% under uh, 25 and a half points against the Houston defense. He had eight. Thank you, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Mark Andrews had four catches, meaning Tyler was wrong on the over of five and a half. And Rob, you were correct. So good job, guys. 
All right. This week, uh, I've got three players that are all on our undefeated team. Hopefully, hoping we can, you know, send some curse, curse magic towards his way. Um, <laughs> guessing over unders for his players. So, first up, I have got Garrett Wilson on the board here. Hmm. Garrett Wilson, the last two weeks, has scored 32 and 29 points. Uh, before their bye, 22 and 17 points. Does Garrett Wilson this week at Buffalo score over or under 19 and a half? Oh, okay. So the last time they played Buffalo, he scored exactly 17. So the line's pretty good because he's been more used lately, blah, blah, blah. Wow. You know what? I'm going to go over. I am too. Right. He's been on fire with Mike White. Yeah, yeah. It's been been it's been great for DFS. Yeah, you take yeah, you take that who he when they played Buffalo last, uh what's his name was playing, right? Um terrible mm, guy. Yes, Zach Wilson. Uh liked old women. Yeah, Zach Wilson. That's it. Um liked, liked old women. <laughs> so if Zach Wilson can get him 17, Mike White can get him over 19 and a half. Yeah, let's go. All righty. Uh Travis Kelsey. A uh, little bit of a down week last week, only eight points, four of six yeah. or 56. Um, this week, they are at Denver. As we, as we all know, Denver, pretty good passing defense, defense in general. Does Kelsey get over or under 65 yards today or this week? Yeah, one area that – the only area, really, that Denver isn't elite on defense is guarding the tight end. Uh, what What was the line you set, Blake? I said 65 and I wasn't very confident in it, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that one. Um, I'm going to go over just because I think that Kelsey's going to be the focal point of this game plan going against Denver. Yeah. I'm going to go over. He had a down week last week because I had him in my DFS lineup, um, which by the way, uh, Nick, I'm having all your players in my DFS lineup this week. So just be prepared. <laughs> um, a quick DFS sacrifice. The quick DFS, but I put him in DFS because I thought, oh, let's go. Come on. Yeah, he did garbage, and I lost to a few points to Tyler. So he will be the focal point this week, just like Tyler said. Yeah, 100% over. Right. I won DFS last week just to oh, be a heads up there. You're right. Um, Fine, and, I, and, I, and I also had Kelsey. Anyway, our last one here. Oh, is, did you? Yes. Uh, yeah, you murdered me with, what's his name, getting two touchdowns. Uh yeah, uh, I had Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams, so you can suck on that. That's it, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, the ne- our, my final over under here is a repeat from last week. We're talking about Nick Chubb again. Uh, a little bit of redemption for him. Also, Ooh. he's one of other the other big scorers on Monty's team. Is um they are at Cincinnati, same game as Travis Kelsey. Is he over or under a hundred and a half yards? Boy, for me, this is pretty easy to say under. That offense did not look good in uh, Voldemort's first action. And so I'm I'm going to go under. Oh, God. So I get that 100% because they didn't look good. But he still got – now, granted, it was against Houston. He got 80 yards. But the last time they played, he got 101 against Cincinnati. But – oh. It is on the road. Son of a bitch. Been over go... 100 in almost half of the games played this year. Right. Yes. I mean, his worst was Buffalo, which we understand. And New England. Um, I'm going to say under just because 
I don't like this because, well, you guys are guessing the sames. Sames these oh, across well, the board this week. And the reason being, it seemed like, now maybe they'll change, but it seemed like last week they tried to go against convention. You're playing Houston, which is a, you know, they want you, they allow you to run. They're great against the pass because nobody passes because everybody runs. Yet they wanted to come out and say, hey, look at our shiny toy that's been sitting on the shelf for 11 weeks. See what he can do. And he did awful. And they only won because they got all kinds of defensive things that are punt return or whatever. I don't know that they're smart enough to change that. And so I'm going to stick with the under. Okay. Mm, yeah. Makes me sad. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> it means I didn't do a very good job this week of setting lines. Well, all I right. almost went over because they did last time. And I maybe they're smart, but what if what if I shift it to um 90 and a half yards? I'll take the over. Under. All right, you got one. All right, there we go. Let me make this ah, shift nuts. in my spreadsheet. <laughs> nuts. All right, Tyler, did we have any uh, bets among the three of us last week? No. No. Like I said, I didn't think so. That's all I got. We can move into our transactions. This shit's unbelievable. I checked the accounts receivable. It's inconceivable to think that you would fuck with me on the brink of my transactions. Alrighty, so... Last night, midnight, was our trade deadline for the league. Actually, had... actually, I think it was today at noon. Because the thing noon. says Whatever. 7th at 12 p.m. And p.m. would be, would be noon. noon. So I think it was noon today. Blake apparently doesn't know how to read dates or times. <laughs> okay, Blake also never went and looked this information up for himself. Yeah. I, I think I said it wrong in the text last night when I said midnight because I was thinking afternoon. But midnight technically is a.m. Where noon is PM, so blah blah blah. I said it wrong in the text, but it was noon today. All right. Well, being that we had the trade deadline happen, we had you know, of course, some last minute trades occur. First one that kind of set off the the top here we had at around uh, the afternoon yesterday. Here's Tubby and Testicle T are trading. Tubby trades T.J. Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, and Justin Herbert. Uh, to T and receives DeAndre Swift, Cordero Patterson, and Kareem Hunt. Three running backs. Yeah. I mean, I'll go first. Why not, since I said I mean. So for for Tubby here, he finally did what we said all year he should do, is take these, dupl- you know, these double, he's got two good receivers, had two good tight ends, all these things, and trade somebody for it. He waited till the last week, but he finally did do that. Um, and he got three running backs. And if you look at his team, he has one good running back, uh, which is Jacobs, which has propelled him to where he's at. And like not much else. Um, I think he had Mostert who's like splitting time. So he really didn't have it. So I get the trade. Um, you're trading people. You're not necessarily going to start. Um, and Swift has come on recently. Um, and if he stays healthy, it looks like he might be a strong RB too. So I mean, I get why you did it. Yeah, hey, and Nick, Nick trades right away. Here, he can't come at all. So, <laughs> yeah, and Nick trades three running backs. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's kind of shorted himself a little bit there. He probably could have gotten away with just trading two of them, but still, he wasn't using all three of them and gets pieces to you know get not get last place. Is essentially what this trade was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Trade, trade values at this point do not matter, uh, especially for the teams that are out of it and just trying not to lose this week. 
Right. And, uh, you know, I think the good part for Nick is that I believe all of the guys he got have good matchups. I know Hawkinson has a great matchup this week. Herbert has a great matchup against Miami. Right. And uh, who's the last one? Ayuk. Ayuk. I mean, Ayuk against Tampa Bay. That one's not as good, but no. With a new quarterback and some miles to feed ahead of him. Yeah. All right. Then we had uh, just between myself, the backdoor hot snakes, and here's Tubby. I traded Josh Palmer and received Cordero Patterson. I mean, I'll go while I'm talking here. I got, I accepted this trade because, you know, the value there is good. I also have Mike Williams. So once, if Mike Williams ever comes back, basically I'm gambling that Mike Williams comes back this week or next week. So I don't need Josh Palmer anymore. And then if I make the playoffs this week by some miracle, then Cordero Patterson is going to be a great running back RB2 for me. Okay. That's what I was going to ask is what if you don't make the playoffs, then you trade it for a guy you'll never use. Then who cares? I'm not in the playoffs. Okay. That was my only question on that one. Yeah. This is certainly a gamble because Cordell Patterson has been bad the last few weeks and Palmer's been, you know, kind of going off without Mike Williams back. And we know that Mike Williams is, you know, as close to that injury prone label as anybody's ever going to get. And so I, yeah, I don't know. I I think personally, uh, if you're looking at the full playoffs, I prefer the Palmer side. Um, Purely because the Chargers, I believe the first week of the playoffs have Tennessee, which we already talked about how that's a super cush matchup for passing attacks. Um, And if Mike Williams isn't back, then Palmer could certainly be a key piece in winning that first game. Yeah, I, I would say this from Blake's standpoint, if he makes the playoffs, he has receivers that he can put in because you know, Watson's on a bye this week. And if he makes the playoffs, Watson is obviously a starter. His problem is his the running backs that he's been depending on are P. Ryan and Singletary. Singletary looks like he's getting taken over. Well, that's disgusting. And and uh and P. Ryan's gonna lose his job this week because um Mixon's gonna be back. So if Blake makes the playoffs. He, I could see why he look at his lineup and go, I have no running backs to play except Derrick Henry if I make the playoffs. So I get why he did it. Yes, he's yep. being optimistic that he's going to make the playoffs, but I, I get it. He had to, he went, he needed to do something for a running back. So I get it. All right, our well, last trade that happened last night is the Reapers and Eagles. So these two other Jamooks that I'm on this podcast with. <laughs> um the Reapers traded away Keenan Allen, the Patriots D, and David Njoku received from Whitefish, Jalen Warren, the Chiefs D, Dak Prescott, and George Kittle. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll you guys break this down. Or, yeah, you guys break this down, and then I'll give my opinion okay. on it. Well, I'll go from my side. From my side, it's what Tyler said earlier. I'm strictly looking at this week. And at this week, especially after seeing the trade that Nick made where he got Justin Herbert – I, there's a couple players I keyed in on, and Keenan Allen was one of them because it helps offset some of that Justin Herbert noise if I've got Keenan Allen, which has been his number one receiver. Um, I needed that. I had pieces that were just garbage. I'm not, I wasn't going to play Dak, and the drop-off from Kittle to Njoku or whatever I muster wasn't enough uh, to make me worry about it. I have plenty of defenses because I've been hoarding defenses like a crazy person. So I was willing to do that for the one week thing. And I was going to drop Warren because he wasn't going to help me this week. So it was all for Keenan Allen and the attempt to try to not lose. So for me, this really came down to just adding options and adding depth going into the playoffs. Um, when you've kind of talked about how 
you know, Rob and Nick are in kind of one game scenarios. I have the privilege of not having to really care about this last game other than I can't score zero. Right. But (laughs) other than that, I should be in. So, you know, adding Dak to a quarterback room that has uh, dinged up Justin Fields and what is a disappointing Deshaun Watson right now. And then adding George Kittle. Well, I wanted to add George Kittle to David and Joku and really just play that stream and play the matchups. But Rob needed a tight end for this week in order to make the trade work. So unfortunately, I had to give that up. But the Chiefs, surprisingly, were a pretty big linchpin to this trade for me. Because going down the playoff stretch, uh, weeks 14 through 17, Denver, Houston, Seattle, Denver. So that is like the cake of all cakes. And uh, I believe, let's see, I know that they're number one, but I don't know by the best. Oh, they're actually not the best current matchup. It looks like, uh, but that's only because Seattle is... um, Playing Carolina. Uh, well, Seattle has a decent offense, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it looks like the uh, Chargers have a better one. Chargers and maybe um, Philly. But yeah, I, I think if you can, A, getting out of week one, having Houston in week one, okay, that's a guaranteed, what, 15 points out of a defense. And then having Denver <sighs> twice, that's super nice. So. Yeah. And and that's why I hung on to him uh, on the off chance that I started winning games when I landed the Chiefs like four or five weeks ago, but eh, didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I ultimately like the the addition of Keenan Allen for you, Rob. Um, I wish I mean it would be nice if you were able to take him into the playoffs uh, because you acquired Mike Evans from me on Saturday. Right? I know I have good receivers for, for and then you add in. You know, Hollywood Brown is back. I mean, like, <laughs> it would be funny yeah. if this was my best, if this was my best scoring week. I'm, didn't know, we do I'm, that I'm, last I'm, year I'm, at the end of yeah. the year? Didn't we Didn't we play? Can Rob put up his top three scoring weeks in the playoffs? I, I would put money on it. I mean, I did put up my top scoring weeks after I missed the playoffs because I won every, right. you know, of the yeah. toilet bowl games. Um, you know what we should do? And now I, this isn't just because I'm going to – possibly lose two years in a row we should think about making the the last thing include the playoff run just so people who don't make the playoffs actually have to set lineups nope no nope you like the regular season i if i'm not in the playoffs then i don't care you you don't care yeah Ah. see i still do which is probably why i'm the one that won (laughs) yeah probably first loser like if, if if i'm not in the playoffs i'm not gonna you know add or drop anybody i'm just gonna let it ride okay fine um all right so tyler since i just reminded myself about it uh rob and i did have a trade on saturday where we just swapped um yeah wasn't it just a swap of mike evans for For pittman yeah michael pittman jr any thoughts on that one i mean it didn't help either one of us did it nope not at all (laughs) yeah no two really disappointing receivers pittman has a better um playoff schedule so i don't know i don't know who got who but yeah Um, i don't know I, I did it because Evans was going to actually play two weeks where Pittman's off this week. Gotcha. So yeah. I was like, I, I, I can't, I'll, I'll do it just because I can at least play a receiver then in week 14. So that was yeah, my, and, I, and, and I did it cause I had more faith in uh, what was also a must win for me last week uh, in Michael Pittman scoring over um, 
Mike Evans scoring against the Saints. Turns right. out they scored like the same points, uh, both like four, so it didn't really matter. Uh, actually, uh, Evans got nine. Oh, look at him. He got nine points. Wow. <laughs> and if not for a pass interference, he would have gotten over 100 and a touchdown. All righty. So let's get into the waivers that ran um, a whole lot of zero bids here. Um, I'll just run through of them here. Uh, back for Hot Snakes, I added Kenneth Gainwell. Eagles Fly added Hunter Henry. Back for Hot Snakes, I also added Trent Sherfeld. Eagles Fly added the Bucks defense. Tubby adds Tyler Huntley. I added Jared Goff. Scary Terry adds Travis Homer. And Eagles Fly adds the Raiders. So that's all the zero bids. Tyler, you got any insight on them? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of really nothing here because um, I think Fly Eagles Fly made a couple of good moves, but, you know, you're out of the playoffs, so right. I don't really care. Um, like Hunter Henry's good for this week. Fine. Um, the Trent Sherfield, that's a good pickup if Waddle is uh more injured than they're letting on. And it's a pseudo handcuff for the Miami pass catchers, I suppose, if you want to call it that. So that one's good. We already talked about uh Tyler Huntley, so I think we're good to go. Yeah. All right. So yeah, for one dollar Reapers, you added Daniel Bellinger dropping the Steelers D, and then Kegrader, uh, what is probably his first Fab spend all year, drops twenty four dollars on James Cook. Yeah, for the Bellinger move, I like I said, I wanted to play matchups between Njoku and Kittle in that uh, when the trade was originally offered, um, and so since I had to give up Njoku, uh, getting Bellinger. You know, that, that kind of gives me a little bit of leverage if all of a sudden Kittle runs like two routes this week in a new, you know, with a new quarterback. And uh, Kegerator has made other moves because he only has $71 left unless he traded some of that fab, which I don't oh, know. He, no, he used five on something. There you go. But okay. no, I mean, James Cook is a good pickup. Um, You know, looks like he started to take over that backfield uh, last week. And I don't know what their playoff... They have a middle-of-the-road playoff schedule for running backs, so he could certainly be playable. All righty. Um, interesting ads. Uh, you, there's no point to hang on to Fab at this point if you still got it. If you want your guys, oh, no, no, spend no. up to get your guys, so there's no problem spending that much money yeah. on a free agent. So let's get into our matchups. Hello, this is Boris. I am ad person from Horst Vodka. Yes, Horst Vodka. It's all the little bits of when you return bottles, the Horst in the bottom of the vodka bottles. We pour it, we brew. We send to you. It's only $5 bottle. Why you not buy? Horst Vodka, they get you drunk when you care. It has acceptable amount of spitting. Horst Vodka, buy at your favorite alley. Right by the barbecue place. Remember Boris sent you. Yes, he did.
Go Bulldogs! Yale Bulldogs! Not so fast! All right, our first matchup this week is the Fighting Hedgehogs sitting at 7-6, and six, hosting the 6-7 six and seven Iowa Corn Wieners. Kind of a must-win for the Corn Wieners here. Um, currently, the Hogs are favored 139-129. to 129. Tyler, what's the playoff implications for these two here? Yeah, I'll, I'll run through all of them because there's really only two teams that are battling it out for the playoffs. Um, Shaka's has the one seed. Tubby has the two seed. Easy. Uh, Kegerator, Kegerator, Hedgehogs, and I are right now uh, one game up on Wieners and Hot Snakes, but we're also about 200 points up on both of you. So unless you guys both go undefeated and one of us completely collapse, or not go undefeated, goes off for like 250, if you both go off for 250 and one of us puts up like 50 points, then one of us may miss the playoffs. But realistically... It comes down to wieners play hedgehogs, snakes play reapers. Uh, winner there, or if one person wins, they're in. If both of them win or both of them lose, then it will come down to tiebreakers on points, which they're relatively close on. So it'll be whoever scores more this week. Yeah, I think yeah. you guys are within five, aren't you, of each other right now? Oh fuck, I don't know. I know it's really close. Uh, let's see. So they are currently. They're currently within 2.5. Two points. Okay. Oh, so they're God. within 2.5. So it's, it's literally, it's literally, uh, yeah, if you win and the other person doesn't, you're in. But if you, you know, if you guys tie in wins or losses, then it comes down to whoever scores more this week. Correct. Yeah. yeah if you both, so you could still win your matchup, Blake, and not make the playoffs. If you win by a little bit and you, it's a low scoring game and Wieners beats hogs by or, whatever or if we both lose then i just have to outscore sam correct but i'm saying <laughs> you could you could still win and not make the playoffs if sam okay, also why, wins, why, why you got to put it that way yeah so like, that's, just, that's, just, that's just kind of a dick move no, I, I get it i'm just saying i you, get it you don't need to put it in words you dick <laughs> so the gap between you guys and freedy who's number five in points right now is about 175 so that that's the line that yeah, you guys would have to happening. You guys that's would have to happening. outscore Freedy both by 175 and both win in order to both make the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's one of you. Yeah, it is. All right. All right. In this, let's do in, this. in this year matchup, which as we stated is a must win for the Wieners, Hogs have Joe Burrow versus the Wieners with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean Burrow's been great and he's got his man back. Um, you know, Cleveland's not, you know, they are a middling defense, but goodness gracious, Kirk Cousins, a noon game, and he's got he's inside, so no elements to speak of. Planning Detroit, who they've been I playing mean, great recently, but, but it's this has got shootout written all over it. <laughs> yeah, over under really already like fifty three, I think. Yes, I believe so. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be hitting that over for sure. I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. Look, life is too short to bet the unders. <laughs> I mean, it's possible it's not because a lot of times when everybody thinks it's going to be one, it's not. And Detroit has surprised, especially at home defensively. And they do Detroit, have Hutchinson. <laughs> they do have Hutchinson, and he can make life miserable for Kirk Cousins. And it's very possible that Kurt becomes Kurt and 
just Listen, has eyes only for Jefferson and eschews the rest of the game plan. The thing uh, about the thing about Detroit though is they have had a habit this latter half of the year at hitting the overs almost by themselves. Exactly. So, so I mean, because of the way the game can go, and I believe Cincinnati doesn't have any trouble at home against Cleveland. I'm going to give the edge to Cousins just because I think it has to be. But I will not be surprised if Burrow has the better game, the more efficient game, and Detroit just is like this could be their Super Bowl. The then what? What are they? Ten nine and two or whatever the hell they are now. Uh, Minnesota ten and two, aren't they? Yeah, and we already said Detroit has to win out if they want to do anything. Uh, th- this has trap game written all over it to me. But I got to give it to Cousins. Yeah, give me – I don't know what the, what the spread is, but give me Detroit on the spread, but the over on the points. Give me uh, Cousins for the upside, Burrow for the floor. There you go. All right, running backs here. Hogs are going to stack Joe Mixon in there with Tony Pollard. Uh, the corn readers have Ramon J. Stevenson and Zonovan Knight. Um, uh, on the night front there, Michael Carter for the Jets was declared healthy today. Yeah, no injury designation, so that cuts his – Shit in half. All right. Please excuse me while I go update my uh, preliminary DFS lineup. Uh, <laughs> Zonovan well, you, Knight is currently booked in there. While you do that, um, Mixon being back is great. I mean, he should be back to Mixon ways. Tony Pollard has such goofy upside against Houston. We already talked about the fact that their run defense is god-awful. Cleveland um, is worse than them. Cleveland is actually worse? Yep. Cleveland is a better fantasy matchup than Houston at this point. So really, oh. you have the number one and number two matchups for fantasy running backs. Oh. Mixon and Pollard, easy. Yeah, give me. Yeah, I was going to take Mixon and Pollard anyway, but <laughs> you throw that in there. Plus the fact that now that um, uh, Carter's back, yeah, of a night isn't that isn't a thing. Though I love Stevenson against Arizona. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I might. I might have a dollar bet here for you guys. So. Let's see. The average backfield puts up 21 points a game, just in general. Uh, Houston is giving up an average of 30 points a game to mm. the opposing backfield. Nice. I almost want to set the line at the Dallas backfield at 60. Oh, God. For this game. Oh, between oh, between one Zeke, can get 30? No, between Zeke Pollard and uh, Malik uh, Davis. Oh, Give me like a 30, a 20, and a 10. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, I, I mean, right. Malik Davis in a long shot play in uh, one of our dynasty leagues was almost a waiver claim that, uh, from me today. Just to throw in there, he's projected less than a point, but. Well, he got a he got a touchdown last week. Yeah, uh, I'll the, tell you the, what. Uh, if if Traylon Burks ends up being out, I think I'm probably going to pick him up and play him. Yeah, <laughs> the, the third quarter might be uh, Malik Davis till the end. So I mean, it could be, especially if Dallas plays defense like you know they can. Oh, by the way, Davis Mills is going to be back at quarterback. All right, let's move on here. Uh, receivers, we got Jamar Chase and AJ Brown for the Hogs versus Justin Jefferson and Corey Davis for the Wieners. I mean, mercy, you got. Three of the top tier receivers here, and then Corey Davis. So because of that, it's Jason Brown. Um, yeah. So I want to say I'm going to jump in before you hear Tyler. Let's just for matchup sake, let's swap Tyler Lockett and Corey Davis. They're both in the starting lineup. So you have Jefferson and Lockett versus Jason Brown. That makes it closer. Sure, it does. And, 
And if it you does. do that for me, it's easy. Lockett and Jefferson. Lockett has scored in five straight. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just for, just for conversation's sake, I think that makes it, makes it a lot easier to look at this lineup. So, and I agree I do, with you, Tyler. But that's not where we're at. And we're looking at Davis and Jefferson. So Jason Brown. Okay. Um, tight ends, Jared Everett for Hogs versus Tyler Higby for the Wieners. Oh, boy. Miami's bad against tight ends, and Vegas is bad against everything. Give me the guy with the better quarterback with uh, Everett. Yeah, and also a guy who might still be without Mike Williams. So it's going to be Keenan Allen, Palmer, and Everett, which is what it's been the last couple weeks. So, yeah, give me Everett. Uh, Higby's just too hard to trust, and Thursday is known for defense and rain and other bad things and not for tight end production. All right, for the flex positions, we're going to continue with my narrative and go Chris Godwin and Jarek McKinnon for the Hogs versus Corey Davis and Nico Collins for the Wieners. I think it's either easy either way. So you're switching things around. and well, I've, yeah. I've already moved Lockett into the other the wide receiver <laughs> two spot, so it only makes sense. And I think Chris Godwin has the chance to outscore all any other three in this matchup if Corey Davis is down here. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I hate McKinnon this week against Denver. I, yeah, I do. I do too. I like Pacheco yeah, I a lot mean, better than I like McKinnon. Godwin gives you a solid floor. Nico Collins, if Brandon Cooks is out again, could match that floor, but obviously he doesn't have the upside. And, and then it comes down to and it's against Corey Dallas. Davis. Yeah, but still, I mean, Houston has moved the ball in garbage time. You know, yeah, they're going to throw seven picks, but they'll get you know. 170 yards of passing and if 80 of it goes to nico collins like it has yeah, been i guess you're right um as it stands i'm i'm going davis and collins because i just hate kansas city running backs against denver uh biscuits and i'm i'm also caveating with that with the fact that i'm i hope you can find a better option than Corey davis on your bench yeah uh I mean, I like Godwin better than all four. But I'm going to go Godwin and McKinnon and just hope there's something different in the McKinnon slot since Blake can move people around, so can I. <laughs> uh, I, I move people around that was already in the lineup, so that's not, even that, that's not much of a stretch. Uh, defense, the Broncos versus this KC or the Cardinals against the England Patriots. Mainly. Well, I don't, I don't like either one of these defenses. Um, you know... New England, I guess, can throw a pick here and there. Kansas City's not going to turn the ball over. Um, I guess the Cardinals by a hair, but these deep, these match this matchup's gross. New England's actually seventh in terms of you know best uh, offenses to start your defense against. So okay, give the Cardinals. there you go. All right, so let's go, Tyler. Let's look through the Hogs. See what they can do. Any changes on their bench here? Um, I'm going to go with no. I mean, McKinnon, you can swap out Matt Collins in there. If you're looking for a running back start still, you could look at Chuba Hubbard. But he hasn't been – has he not been very good recently? No, he has not. Yeah, but, I I think I am starting Matt Collins over McKinnon, and that's the only change. All right, Rob, what are the wieners got in our options here? They have three Packers on by, I mean, which isn't I great. mean, that's the problem, is they have three Packers on by. You know, you'd put Jones, Lazard, 
any of these in this lineup to to be a, a lineup that you've got to win to get in the playoffs. It's a bad time to have Packers. Uh, uh, Jacob, Jacoby Myers at Arizona. Does he find a way in here instead of Corey Davis? If he he's is, healthy. yeah. So the problem is, is he's a Monday night game, and you yeah, are yeah. not going to know if he's going to play until Monday, probably. Probably, if he's cleared before then, obviously yes. If he's off the injury report, but if he's still questionable come Saturday, you can't. You 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 have to play the guy that you know. And let's say Corey Davis clears. Now, if they both don't clear, you'll know if Corey Davis is inactive before noon. Then yeah. you've got to take your shot on Jacoby and just hope and pray. Uh, I'm gonna throw Marvin Jones's name out there. I like I said, Tennessee is that good of a matchup that I'm willing to go deep. Oh my I god, mean, that would be real deep. The guy's had like 11 points has been his high in the last like six games or so. Yeah, I know, I know, but and that I was because he I scored a touchdown. I I think that's where you're at here with these run or with these wide uh, receivers. I I think you're in that tier where you're just kind of flipping a coin and saying, "Hey, who who's going to score this week?" So would you would you do that or would you would you throw? Uh, this is gross. Would you throw Bobby Trees in there? Bobby Trees hasn't been doing anything really. I don't know. I know. Um, I don't know why he's still. Yeah, but Burks is Burks is probably not going to play this week. Yeah, yeah. and if he yeah. doesn't, come on. I mean, this this come becomes on. very easy if uh, if New England guy is cleared, then this becomes easy yeah. to play. If, yeah, if, My, if Myers declared, he's playing for sure, one hundred percent. Otherwise, right. otherwise, flip a coin. I'm not going to blame you either way. All right, gross. All right, let's take this matchup. Um, started off with Tyler this week. I am taking the Iowa Corn Wieners to put the pressure on Blake. Oh, no. That seems personal. Oh, he's just voting chaos. Um, I'm going to go with the Hawks. And uh, going... also, uh, the Corn Wieners do have two Monday night players. So yeah. uh, we may not know how this game is going to end until Monday night. I am going to go, I'm going hogs. And for the go to playoff special, we're rolling a new dice. It's the 10 sided, like percent dice. It has a 10, 20, 30, 40. So that's what we're rolling. Cool. All right, here we go. Like all of those are going to be even. No, 40 is an even 30 is an odd. No, 30 is even. Yeah. 30 is even. I get what you're saying, Rob, but yes. Yeah. Just forget the zero (laughs) and go by the first number. That is a straight seven D, which is an odd. Right. I'm on an (laughs) island. Hogs. Yeah. You're on an island. Uh, And by the way, last week, Rob and I went four and one. Blake went three and two. Dice went two and three. Yes. And what's when we're done with these, we need to uh, recap where we are for the year. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Tell Uh, us right now. Let's go. Currently, Rob is in the lead at 41 and 24. Not bad. Blake's at 38 and 27. I'm at Ooh. 37 and 28. So one game Ooh. behind him. Blake's three games behind Rob. And the dice are at 29 and 36. All right. Damn. For a big old oopsie. That's yeah. about where it should be. Yeah. All right. Historically. Rob, Rob is dead at his historical percentage at 63%. Blake and I are a little bit below our historical percentages. Okay. So, um, as we stated before, this next matchup is, well, I mean, I messed up my sentences there, but this next matchup is the Kegerator at 7-6 versus the Scary Terry at 4-9. and um, Kegerator's ma- uh, playoff is not really threatened by this game, is it? 
No, he he's significantly above both uh, Hogs and I in points. So this really just comes down to seeding. Uh, whether he wins or loses, it it, it will change seeding around. All right. Okay. So um, I guess what do we want to do with this one? Do we want to go through all the players or? Let's go through. Let's just be fast. Okay. We'll just be fast. So let's see. Keg is going to have Derek Carr uh, against the Ram or at the Rams versus Terry with Geno Smith. Geno. Geno. Uh, that uh, Rams defense is real bad, though. Yeah, and that's why he won't have to throw a lot. Okay. Running backs, Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne for Keg versus Leonard Fournette and Latavius Murray for the Terry. Eckler, Etienne. Whoa. Woof. Oh, I guess Fournette's playing San Francisco. I was thinking I was thinking of that the other way around. That, uh, yeah, so it's Eckler, Etienne. Yeah. Receivers, Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs for Keg versus Devo Samuel and D, uh, DK Metcalf for Terry. Oh, and I should say I like the Latavius Murray play. Um, Debo really got a lot more work once Brock Purdy came in. I believe 10 of his 12 targets came with Brock Purdy under center. And obviously Carolina doesn't scare me with DK Metcalf. Stefan Diggs is going to get the sauce treatment. Um, I don't know if they've played the Jets already. They Diggs have. And he did five for 93. He which, did fine, yeah. Yeah, but I believe most of that was off of uh, when he was away from Sauce. Give me a oh, give me Debo and DK. But I'm, it's I'm close. I'm taking Hill and Diggs because I think Hill could have another 150 yard game, especially on Sunday night primetime. Hill, yeah, Hill and Diggs. Come on, all right, tight ends. Uh, Evan Ingram at tight at the Titans for Keg versus Pat Frymuth, home against Baltimore. Uh, give me the move. Give me Evan Ingram. Ooh. Tyler, you know, uh, all of the Jacksonville receivers cannot simultaneously get all the targets, right? <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> if 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 they just run the Hail Mary play where they all meet in the center of the field and then he just throws all the, ball the time, up, I'm pretty yeah. sure they have to count that for everyone. <laughs> all right. Flex positions. Devonta Smith and Zeke Elliott for Keg versus DJ Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster for Terry. Yeah, we already talked about the Houston matchup for Dallas running backs. It's Smith and Elliott. Uh, I agree. It's Smith and Elliott. Um, the, the only way this switches is if this is a huge uh, A.J. Brown game where Smith takes a back seat, then Moore and Schuster, if Moore actually like plays, um, Moore and Schuster could take this. Give me Devonta Smith over A.J. Brown this week. Okay. Really? Yeah. You want to dollar, dollar bet that? Sure. Why not? All right, just, sure, just, just just straight straight money line. Yeah. Just straight points that Devontae yeah. Smith has more points. More fantasy points. All right. That's the thing. Cha-ching. <laughs> All right. Uh benches. Uh Rob, let's go through the kegerator real oh, quick. You don't you don't want you don't want defenses? Uh no, I don't care about the defenses. Yeah, because they both I mean Bill's defense is down and Jets can move the ball and Brown's defense is down and Cincinnati can move the ball, so they're about the same. <laughs> Bills, Bills, easy. Nobody cares. All right, so yeah, this bench for the kegerator, Rob. Um, yeah, Michael, um, Michael Carter's down here. Does he find his way into this lineup? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not, not, no. I think he has his no. his best life is up there. Yep, I agree. All right, Tyler, what about the scary Terry? We can spend a little bit more time here, but I see some buys down here. Yeah, I mean, you could consider Gus Edwards, although I don't really love it. Uh, whoa, he was super not used last week. 
No, he was not. No, but they had they had Lamar go out early. That's right. Uh, no, I think you have your best team in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Does Najee find his way in there against Baltimore at all? I, did, I guess I don't know. Najee only had nine sure points last week, but I don't want to. But I, I would think about maybe playing him instead of Fournette against San Francisco. I don't like a guy who's splitting first and then playing the number one team against the rush. I probably would throw Najee out there instead. Fournette's, Fournette still had a decent baseline. He just hasn't had the upside. Yeah, I mean he he's does because because they do throw him a lot of passes yeah. yeah he's only been below double digits twice this year and yeah. uh once since week seven uh, it's that's still yeah. so gross and, and, and he was banged up there for a while too so yeah this is why he's gonna lose all right all righty so this matchup is currently in favor of kegerator 146 to 122 as it should be you uh, want that? dice first dice first oh dice is going for the scary terries all right rob oh it's kegerator all all day on monday it is ah, I my heart wants to go with Scary Terry just because I like to see Nate fail, <laughs> and I we all know he's going to fail in the playoffs. But I would like yeah, a yeah. little and a little appetizer of Nate <laughs> failure. Ah, uh, because you, you know, want him to go to five hundred, don't that's, you? That's a tasty morsel. Ah, uh, but I'll take Kegerator. I feel like the worse Nate is in the regular season, the more potentially powerful he is in the playoffs. For <laughs> right. Some reason. So. So he be, he should go eight and six and be like right. He should win this and then just get trounced week one. Uh yeah, I'm yeah, also agreed. going. Okay. All right, all right. The, the the ultimate insult to Nate would be if he goes in the playoffs eight and six. I somehow slither my way in there and beat my, his ass. Have my best week of the year and beat Nate week up uh, uh like round one of the playoffs. That oh, would be God. just ah. Uh, yeah, if that happens, Nate and I might quit and form our own league. I just, I just <laughs> hope that one of us is playing. Or what would be great is if, uh, like, obviously this can't work because we can't both beat Nate. But it would be amazing <laughs> to play Nate in we back to back weeks, and we were just we able to talk all this shit Nate. about how terrible he is. <laughs> all uh, right. We can do that anyway. All yeah, right, our true. next next matchup, uh, unfortunately. Oh God! Is that- uh, this matchup is something we have to talk about because it does have massive ramifications for the postseason. Thanks. Uh, we've got two awful, horrid, disgusting to look at, ugly teams here. Uh, the records are two and eleven for Testicle T hosting the three and ten Fly Eagles. Fly Tyler, don't play it. Just Tyler, let it go. Don't play it. We got to let it go. Yeah, we got. That's <laughs> perfect. Thank you. All right. Hang on. The- hang on. I I, no. I can do I can do one better. No, 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 no. Oh, I for no. sure can do it. You're one. already no, wasting is... so much time. <laughs> well, I love the two hole. Okay, great. That was squeaky. All right. All right. The testicle T is currently not favored in this matchup. Uh, they had their projected 130 to the Eagles fly 133. Woo! All right. Tyler T has Justin Herbert at quarterback versus Eagles fly with Tua. Same Herbert. game. Yep, same game. Uh, Herbert we got a same game parlay, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, give me this is another one where give me Herbert for the baseline, but Tua obviously for the upside. If you if you made me pick right now, I'm gonna take Herbert in like a thirty to twenty seven win, but I think it's gonna be close. I yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think you're right on. Uh, running backs Jamal Williams and Dalvin Cook for T versus Deonta Foreman and Isaiah Pacheco for Eagles Fly. Yeah, Detroit's actually been actually decent against the run. Um, I I already said I hate Kansas City running backs this week, so I hate Pacheco more than life itself. 
but Dante Foreman has a really good matchup. Um, give me Williams and Cook. Yeah, uh, Williams, you're almost guaranteed a touchdown, and Dalvin Cook is. I mean, the running defense, like you said, for Detroit. I don't know if somebody said that. If somebody said the Detroit running defense has actually been stepping it up recently. So Tyler said uh, that, but Cook should still. No, no, no. See, Rob, what happened there was Blake refused to acknowledge that I said something that he appreciated. So he just (laughs) kind of blew past it. I got it. No, I fundamentally uh, dumped all data of who said that. I just remember that somebody. I'm going to fundamentally it. dump you off this podcast. Mm, you can't do that. I mean, yeah, also true. Like, I have, the, I have the ultimate mute button. See, mm, mute button. All right. So for our next matchup at wide receiver, hey, fuck you. All right, <laughs> our next matchup it takes you so long to figure out how to unmute yourself. Because <laughs> I, I assume that you could unmute me, but I guess you can't. No. Correct. No, so that's, that's why no, I no, no, no. So See, the good part is I can only unmute you and not, uh, or I can only mute you and not unmute you. So, so I always assume that you can. So I was like, all right, it's, it's time <laughs> to get like, unmute. No, he'll no. undo it. Nope. No, he's not. No, he's not. Fuck, where's that button at? That's why we moved on. Um, For the next matchup. Shut your mouth. I'll kill you. <laughs> Tyler, would you take Amon Ross St. Brown and Brandon Ayuk over T. Higgins and Ke- Keenan Allen? Uh, no, I would not. No, neither would I. Um. So TJ Hawkinson is playing for the testicle T versus David Njoku for E fly Eagles fly. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's going to be Hawkinson. Yes, it is. Alrighty. Adam Thielen and Cam Akers are in the flex for T, whereas Hollywood Brown and Mike Evans are in the flex for fly Eagles fly. Yeah, this comes down to game script for Cam Akers. Obviously, he's going to be the, you know, early down back and Kyron Williams is going to be the late down guy. If they're, you know, in this game or if they're ahead of Vegas, Cam Akers should get a lot of work. They won't be. Um. All right. Well, uh, let me go <laughs> ahead and just do this. All right. Now Rob's muted. Um, <laughs> so uh, for me, this is Hollywood Brown and Mike Evans easily. I agree. I, I like Hollywood Brown and Mike Evans a lot more. Um, defenses, the Bengals or the Seahawks? The Bungles or the Seahawks? Uh, give me the... Seahawks. Seahawks home against Carolina, yes. All righty. Tyler, let's look at Testicle T. What can he do with his bench this week? Yeah, I mean, I get why Greg Dulcich isn't in there, um, but he did have a good game last week. I think I get why Thielen's in there over him because their floors are similar and Thielen has more upside. So that's fine. Um, you're not going to play Brandon Cooks, I don't think, even well, he's been middle of the road. I think for what? Well, no, I because I don't want Ayuk in there, so I'm trying to replace Ayuk. So give me either Dulcich or um, Brandon Cooks if healthy over Ayuk. What? Where are you thinking on Mike White? I know it's it'd be a real like steel underpants kind of situation to start him over Tua <laughs> on Sunday night, but you mean over Herbert, uh, Herbert, yeah. Um, but Mike, I mean, Mike White has been throwing for over 300 yards, both his starts. He did throw two picks last week. He was a touchdown short of getting over 30 points or more in our scoring format. And the Buffalo Bills is a pass requiring matchup. I mean, I can't believe we're in week 14 and we're debating Mike White versus Justin Herbert. (laughs) It's getting weird. It is getting weird. But if you look at their averages over their last three games, Blake's got the point. Yeah, I think uh I think Mike White 
takes a lick or two to the mouth. Uh, and Ooh. yeah, see, normally you would like that, but not not in this scenario. So right. no, I don't think about that at all. All right. Okay, Rob, what are you thinking on your bench? What are your options? I mean, obviously, I picked up um, Hunter Henry, who's playing Arizona, which is, you know, the tight end sieve, uh, or sieve, whatever. Oh, yeah! Exactly. I found the fucking Rick and Morty soundboard again. In in case Njoku doesn't play, um, I'm not not worried about the questionable tags on two or Foreman. They're both going to play. And I, like Tyler said, I do like Foreman. I mean, if I thought Damian Pierce against Dallas would have a better chance than Pacheco, but I don't. Even though Denver's defense is pretty decent, um, Dante Foreman, two weeks ago, had a very good game against them. Ran over for over 100 yards um, because Denver cannot do anything. Pacheco will continue to run that ball because Denver will not be able to score. Kansas City will get up and Pacheco will run the ball. He will get near or over 100 yards, so I'm fine there. My only question is defense. You know, did I want to take the shot at the Raiders against the terrible Rams, even though the Raiders have a suck-ass defense? Did I want to play the Bucs against San Francisco starting Brock Purdy, who could throw for 80 picks? No, I took the Seahawks, who are like ungodly at home on defense against Carolina who still has a turnover machine at quarterback. So they're going to give up rushing yards. But that's the one thing I didn't like is that I'm playing Foreman against the Seattle, and then I'm playing the Seattle defense, which is seems kind of anticlimactic. So. Yeah, I, I predict a change before Sunday. I probably will, but I don't, I don't know. I, what defense would you play out of all of my plethora? Uh, probably Vegas against a Baker Mayfield that won't have the playbook yet, or John yeah. Wolford. And I do, I will say that my my trepidations with playing a defense against one of my own players, it's a little bit lessened when it's like a running back, um, especially a running back. Yeah, uh, it it's is more, right. more more of an issue if it's like if it's a quarterback, um, then you have a, a real issue because you're hoping for mistakes from your own player. True. All right. All right. So, uh, tell you're first. Well, there's only one thing to say, and this is Rob directed straight to you. Thanks. Your failures are your own, old man. I am going to take T to take down Rob and for Rob to be renamed two years in a row. Yay, me. I've got your back through and through. The Eagles are going to fly all the way to the island of Whitefish once again next year. Go Eagles fly. It's so aggressive. You want me or the dice? You. Well, I want to take me in the worst way, but I just can't. I've been so infected by terribleness. Somebody on my team is going to get hurt in pregame warm-ups or something. So give me tea. And I'll take my whipping. This is as frustrating for us as it is for you. Yeah, I doubt it is. And the dice takes tea. I'm on an island. You're on, on an island. Oh, gross. Oh, I thought I thought you took Fly Eagles Fly to lose. No, I took them to win. Ah, to okay. win. That's yeah. why. That's the whole thing about they're going to fly to the island next year, that Sea yeah, Whitefish <sighs> Island, because they're going to be named back to what normal is. Yeah. It would be nice. You didn't follow that? 
No, I don't normally listen to you during this podcast. We have, we have to come up with it. If, if somehow I win, we have to come up with the name. Whoever wins needs to come up with the name for T that he doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Whoever's the champion, whoever the champion becomes can't pick another name that Nick enjoys. So yeah. Nick's so, fire sale emporium. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Alrighty. Our next matchup is between myself, the backdoor hot snakes at six and seven. And the Fantasy Reapers, Tyler at seven and six. Oh, good! I get to do all the I, I talking. I hope you enjoy uh, having to hope that um, Sam loses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get yeah, to so, do the matchup talking, so this will be fun. That was good for me. So currently, uh, the Reapers are favored one forty four to my one twenty one mm, at quarterback. I've got Josh Allen against the Jets versus Tyler with Deshaun Watson at Cincinnati. So uh, for this. Since I'm the whole analysis till we get to benches, uh, I am going to go Josh Allen. Uh, even though Sauce Sauce is out there, you know, um, as we said before, Diggs did get 90-some yards the last time they played. And Deshaun Watson just has not showed it yet. Um, so, yeah, even without uh, one of their better corners, I'm going to go Josh Allen here. All right, running backs, Derrick Henry and Devin Singletary for Snakes versus Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey for the Reapers. Well, hate to tell you, but it's going to be Barkley and McCaffrey. They're going to lean more on McCaffrey. They're going to manage him during the week. That's why the questionable tag, he's going to be limited because he's going to give it all on um, uh, on Sunday. Um, even though Saquon and McCaffrey both have difficult matchups, um, Singletary is, is seeding work, as we said earlier. Um, so Barkley and McCaffrey beat Henry, in my estimation. All right, um, receivers here, Mike Williams and Van Jefferson for the Snakes versus Jalen Waddle. Got questionable tag and DeAndre Hopkins for the Reapers. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this one. I mean, just let's go Hopkins, Van Jefferson first and just say Hopkins murders Jefferson. No way. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Crazy talk. Then you got Waddle against Mike Williams. Both questionable tags. Both. We already talked about I don't. I don't really think Mike Williams plays. Waddle, I am not entirely sure on. It's right now, in my mind, a 50-50 bet that he plays. If he does, then obviously this is Waddle Hopkins. Um, Based on the fact that I think Mike Williams has a less than 50% chance of play and Waddle is at least 50-50, I'm going to go Waddle Hopkins. All right, tight ends. Dalton Schultz is playing against Houston. And Tyler has George Kittle playing against Tampa Bay. So to me, this evens out to a very, very even matchup. We already talked earlier about how George Kittle could be reduced down to more of a blocker, depending how this new quarterback, Brock Purdy, you know, works out for a whole game plan against Tampa Bay. Uh, They're not going to need Dalton Schultz against Houston. Maybe he gets a big play, but it's going to have to be like three for 41 and a touchdown. Would, would have to be his line. He's not going to get a bunch of catches because they're not going to need it. Um, God. Just, just based on the run that Dallas could do in the first half, I'm going to give it to Schultz by, by that much. Okay. Flex. Uh, the Snakes have George Pickens and Zay Jones. Versus the Reapers with CeeDee Lamb and Ken Walker, who is unlikely to play, I would say. So, for me, this is easy. It's Pickens and Jones. 
um, because I don't think Walker plays, and I don't think you need C.D. Lamb to win this game. Um, I think the chest injury that Zay Jones played through last week is less of an issue this week. Um, and we already talked about Tyler believes that everybody for Jacksonville is going to go crazy. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say, but Rob, not everybody <laughs> from Jacksonville can catch the ball. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to make fun of that. Everybody's going to go monkey pants crazy against Tennessee. So give me right. the Jones. Yeah. With, uh, with how strongly Tyler, Tyler believes about the um, Jacksonville, Tennessee matchup, I'm about to hit the under and bet like the whole car on it. <laughs> Um, defenses here. I've got the Cowboys against Houston. Tyler has the Chiefs at Denver. I mean, we talked earlier about how the Chiefs have a really good matchup against Denver. However, they're not the best defense in the world. They're an okay defense that has a great matchup where the Cowboys are the best defense with a great matchup. Give me the Cowboys. All righty. Um, Tyler, I'll let, I'll let the away team go first. Yeah. Oh, let me let me tell you, if I start having if I start having people ruled out, we're really cobbling this one together (laughs) because uh, I have several contributors on by. So, um, yeah, I mean, Rashad White's probably the first guy up. I think he's involved enough in the passing game that um, I'm not concerned about playing him against San Francisco. Kadarius Tony is certainly in play if he is recovered from the hamstring injury. And if that doesn't if that doesn't happen, then we're down to Jalen Warren and Daniel Bellinger as my next subs. So we'll see. All righty. Um, as far as my bench goes, yeah, I've got a couple guys on by. You know, Christian Watson, um, Cordero Pass, and Michael Pittman. Probably the three three people that would uh, be standbys in my lineup are all on by this week. It's a um, giant. Freaking Cortland Sutton is almost a drop candidate for me. He's also injured. The biggest question here is, do I – I'll probably have to plug in Sherfield uh, if Mike Williams is out because that shifts everything up. And yep. then maybe Kate Otten, uh, I'll make a hard decision to flip him in there uh, at San Francisco over Schultz if I really feel like that match is bad for Schultz. Uh, all right. I'll give my two cents on what you guys said. I don't know that I would play Kate Otten. San Francisco, ugh, really good defense. I'd probably stick with Schultz. Um, I do like the Sherfield play. The the what's what could swing this matchup if both Walker and Waddle are out. I'm not worried about McCaffrey, but if both Walker and Waddle are out and you put Sherfield in, let's say Williams doesn't go, Sherfield is kind of a little bit of a replacement for Waddle. And that's gonna be a high scoring game, I I believe, Miami against uh the Chargers. That's the one way you can make this a real close matchup is if both those are out. If just one goes out, which I think Walker is the one that's the one that's going to be out. I think Waddle probably will play. He might struggle like he did last week in and out, but yeah, that, that's what you need. You need everything to go your way. Alrighty, so um, we'll pick this matchup, you know, between the Snakes and the Reapers here. But keep in mind, the true matchup here is the Snakes projected at 122 versus the Wieners projected at 129. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. That's a toughie. Um, um so yeah, who you, went first? You, Let's see. Tyler go first, I think, yeah, this time. You, you two are first, then me and the dice. I'm taking me. All right. Blake. Uh, I'm also taking Tyler. The dice. 
Oh, they're taking Tyler and Rob. Well, you know, since you sacrificed yourself to take me, you know, you sacrificed your picking record. I'm going to sacrifice my picking record and take. You don't have to do that. All right. So, Rob, make your pick right now uh, between Blake, Blake and Sam. Blake and Sam, who makes who makes the playoffs? Uh, oh, don't make me. You have to. I already am. That's what we're doing right now. Sam. I think so, too. I don't know. No, fuck you, Sam. I don't want it to be so. Actually, why did I pick Blake? That was a dumb pick. Yeah, was. Can, I, can I switch locked to Reapers? In. I'm switching to Reapers. No, it's nope. locked in. God damn it. All right, final matchup. Um, doesn't really have much. I mean, both these teams are in the playoffs, so we got here's oh, Chubby. it's keeping the Commissioner Cup. It is. For an entire year. Yep. Right? Here's, here's Chubby at 10-3 versus Shaka's 13-0. Shaka's could... I mean, they've got the the number one seed so enough that they could have the Commissioner's Cup for an entire regular season. Right. Uh, currently, Tubby is favored one fifty four to one thirty five. Yeah, it's it's the meeting of the two best teams just and, before and for playoffs. The, so for the new listeners, Commissioner's Cup does not go into the playoffs. Correct. It ends here. Whoever gets it. Um, and as it stands right now, these are the top two teams in points. Uh, Shock is ahead of Tubby by about a hundred. And then Tubby's ahead of Kegerator by about 45. Okay. Ooh. All right, so here, quarterbacks. Tubby has Jalen Hurts at the Giants versus Pat Mahomes at Denver for the Shockers. Um, Mercy. This is, this is Jalen Hurts for me. He His floor is just so high right now. Yeah, I agree. Because um, he can run it in. He's got two great receivers. Mahomes has been great. Um, but yeah, it's Hurts. I agree. Running backs, Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Swift for Tubby versus Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders for Shakos. Wow. Um, so Jacobs has just been on a crazy tear. He he has what he has had a questionable tag for what three, four weeks in a row? Basically, uh, his, basically his entire career. He's had a questionable tag. Basically. Um you know, I worry about the Thursday game being a slug, you know, defensive slug, because as Tyler says, there's not a lot of offensive explosion on Thursdays. So you worry about that a little bit. Um, we already talked about Nick Chubb. Swift has been coming on. Jacobson Swift. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that was a lot easier than it should have been, or than you were making it. Well, I was trying to draw it out and give it some suspense. We don't need to draw it out. Right, um, I'm going receivers. Devontae Adams and Christian Kirk for Tubby versus Amari Cooper on the road. That's road, Coop. Oh, well, why'd you say that? I was going to make this quick and easy. And Garrett Wilson for Shaka's. Fine. Oh, wait, Rob, don't make it quick and easy. I have suspenseful music for you. Go ahead. Play it. Hopefully. That was very suspenseful. There you go, Rob. Now give us your analysis. All right. Mari Cooper's on the road, so he's not going to do well. Garrett Wilson will do fine. Who cares? It's Adams and Kirk all day long. This is the worst thing we've ever done. Uh, even worse Bobby than Bobby Osborne. 
This is Adams and Kirk, easy. How long is this one? I don't know. Uh, this is a three-hour uh, <laughs> video. All right. At tight end. Too bad we don't have a new sponsor. Mark Andrews at Pittsburgh for Tubby versus Travis Kelsey at Denver for the Chakas. Battle of the tight ends. Number one. Bum, bum, number two. Bum. Up against each other. Both bad matchups. But Kelsey is going to be the focal point. Give me Travis Kelsey. Why is this turning us into, like, commercial announcers? Agreed. In a world where there's two two players in the flex box, here's Tubby has James Conner and James Judy, Jerry Judy, but <laughs> across the aisle, Hawaiian shotguns are gonna are gonna throw out Traylon Burks and Tyler Boyd. You're right. The shotguns are throwing up Burks and Boyd because both are garbage, like throw up on the cement. Where James Conner going up against one of the best run defenses in New England. And Jerry Judy has a quarterback that has more bathrooms than touchdowns. This last matchup should explode. Tell you must stop this. I will not. The last time we saw an underdog as big as James Conner against New England, it was John Conner versus the Terminator. And And I know how that ended Wins this one. New England stifles Arizona's run running attack. Jerry Judy this this with, weekend. With a good matchup. This However, weekend, there's two defenses. The Eagles at the Giants. Or would you pick the Ravens at Pittsburgh? We, we were still going on Friday. I, I was care. still talking about my matchup. <laughs> but in this one, I'll take the Ravens versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Barely has a quarterback. <laughs> I will too. They'd be better off with their other quarterback. And pick it. I'm sweating. <laughs> All right. Next. Ah, that's the most uh, absurd thing we've done in a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go to the benches. Tyler, break down the Tubby's bench. Break down the Tubby's bench. I don't even know which bench is Tubby's. Um, boy, there's right a there. whole lot of bad over here. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh Palmer versus Miami. Obviously, if Williams is out, he has to be in your lineup instead of Judy. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, or Connor even. Like I said, New England's run defense is that good. So. Yeah. But Connor should have a baseline, so I I don't know. But either way, Palmer should be in there, um, and I think that's really it. Yeah. What was the, I, I I completely uh, blacked out during that whole suspense music thing. What what was the first name I gave to Judy? Uh, James Judy. James, James Judy. Judy. There it is. James that's Judy. uh the out the out west gunslinger, James Judy. Oh yeah, good old James Judy. Uh, Rob, what are we looking at in the Shakas? Yeah. I mean, his team's looking kind of kind of short going into this big big matchup. What can he do? I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he he he's out McLaurin, who you would have there in the flex instead of Traylon Burks. I guess if Burks is cleared, he's a decent play, but I don't know that he will be. So you got to put somebody in there. Um, you know, I guess I take another shot at Jeff Wilson. The Chargers are really, really bad against the run. Um, so I would probably put him in instead of Burks. All right. Yeah, I was. I. I. 
I agree. And then your just, only your only kind of move that you yeah, and really you're just do. praying that Tyler Boyd does anything. All right, we've reached the end of this matchup. Yeah, I believe it's the dice first. Okay, the dice with the first pick. The dice are going to go with the home team. Tubby. Wrong. Oh, Tubby to, to take down the undefeated season. The year-long Commissioner's Cup reign. And I'm going to ride with the dice here. I'm taking here's Tubby over. Well, it wasn't your turn, Tyler. <laughs> it was Rob's turn. Well, now I guess it'd be my turn. And since Tyler started talking like a pirate, it seems. I'm going to talk like a pirate, too. And I'll be hearties. I'll take the tubbies also. Oh, hell yeah, brother. One of these teams is going to take home the WWE Championship this weekend. This Sunday. Watch as the Shakas hang on to their undefeated title belt. The Shakas will take it home. Hey, guys, I think Randy Macho Man Savage is here to give his pick. Sunday, 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 Monster oh, so Truck Rally. I'm Randy Macho Man Savage, and I'm going to pick the Tubbies. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for joining us uh, as a cameo. That was real Macho Man Randy Savage, everybody. We paid for that cameo onto this podcast. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Take us uh, out, Huey. This week, we're changing it up a oh. little. Uh, oh, what? In honor of recently uh, passed Fleetwood Mac front woman, um, oh Christy McVie, we're gonna yeah, yeah. have some Fleetwood Mac in there along with well, you. I'm gonna be with you everywhere. There you go. Good week, everybody. Time